Hey everybody, welcome to this week's Benedettiville podcast. We're going to start it off with a little welcome song. It's a brand new one, so I hope you like it. Jenny kind of teased me about the way I said Benedettiville in it, but I think you guys are going to dig it. I'm sure you will. Enjoy. If you like nights and unicorns, clapping hands and blowing horns, if all your favorite books are worn, then come to Benedettiville. If you like space and dinosaurs, if you were born to go explore and have some adventures go. Come to Benedettiville. Come on aboard. We won't leave shore until you are there to help us sail away to Dokie. Well, I hope you, you, you were really into the way that I said Benedettiville so that I get some votes in my favor. Um, we're going to talk about some adventures today. We're going to go on an adventure to Dragon Mountain. But first, I thought I would share a song about some places that I've been and some adventures I've been on. See if you can tell if it's a true story or a made up story. Places that I've been, places that I've been Some of them I've loved and some I'd never go again Places that I've been, places that I've been Are they real or pretended? All that stuff really happening The stories that I told you about the places that I've been went camping when I was a kid wanted to go for a hike so we did and someone found a neat spot on the map the hike was long and steep and rough the sun was hot and I huffed and I puffed hoping for a swim and then a nap but the place was called Bloodsucker Lake why would we go there and when I jumped in I got leeches on my face Mosquitoes in the air, biting everywhere. Well, I'll never go back there. I really hope not. Places that I've been, places that I've been. Some of them I've loved and some I'd never go again. Places that I've been, places that I've been. Are they real or pretended? stuff really happening the stories that i told you about the places that i've been the places that i've been the places that i've been yeah yeah all right true story or made up story what do you think it was a 100 percent true story why did we go on a hike to a place called bloodsucker lake i don't know but we did and that's the real true story about it. Okay, 
Next up, we're going to tell a story. Stella's going to jump in about halfway through. And this is going to be an epic adventure of Stella Jean, the carpenter, who lives in the town of Dragonsport in the shadows of Dragon Mountain. Once upon a time, a very, 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 very long time ago in a very far off place, there was a mountain, and the mountain was called Dragon Mountain. It was called Dragon Mountain because guess who lived there? Dragons. All different colors of dragons. And at the very top lived the red dragons, and underneath them lived the orange dragons, and then some yellow dragons below them. And then underneath them were some green dragons in the forests near the bottom of the mountain. And then in the lakes around the forests were the blue dragons. And then the purple dragons were the ones that started to live inside the mountain. And then deep, dark, down inside the mountain lived the black dragons. And they said that at the very tippy top of the very tallest point of the mountain, there was still the wisest of those dragons, the white dragon Erasmus. So there stood Dragon Mountain towering over the forests and the lakes and the coastline and down along the shore you could see the walls and the towers of the castle and the town of Dragonsport. It was called Dragonsport because it was the only port, meaning the place where all the boats go, to bring all their foods and to do all their trading stuff. It was the only place next to Dragon Mountain. And because it was so close to Dragon Mountain, they saw some dragons there. And sometimes they would have some problems with dragons. And this is one of those times. So, early one morning, before the king of Dragonsport had even finished his morning cup of coffee, who should come running in to the throne room but a big gang of farmers? And the farmer said, King, king, your majesty, your majesty, you have to help us. And the king said, what's, what's going on? They said, king, king. This morning, bright and early, just as we were bringing all of the cows and the sheep out to their pasture land, right down at the bottom of the mountain, guess what came swooping down on us? And the king said, I'm guessing it was a dragon, because you guys have your pasture land right out there by the dragon mountain. They said, yes, you're exactly right. It was a huge red dragon, and it scared all of our sheep and our cows, and it scared us, and we came running right back to town as fast as we possibly could go. Oh said the king. Well then, um, seems we have a dragon problem on our hands. And before he could say another word, who should come running into the throne room but a whole gang of lumberjacks from the forest. And they came in and they said, your majesty, your majesty, you're never going to guess what just happened. And the king, he was a pretty clever king. He said, um, I bet I might be able to guess. Did a red dragon come swooping down and scare you all out of the forest? And they said, yes. How did you know? You are a very wise king. The king said, well, looks like we're going to have to do something about that dragon. And so he had his royal bell ringer ring the great bell at the top of the tallest tower of Dragonsport. It went bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong. And that meant that everybody from all around had to come to the castle courtyard because the king had something to say to everybody. A royal proclamation. That's a fancy word for saying the king had something to say. 
And so there he was on his little balcony looking out over the courtyard, and everybody from the town came. All of the bakers stopped baking, all of the shoe repairmen stopped repairing shoes, all of the wagon builders stopped building wagons, all of the fishermen stopped fishing, and everybody but everybody came to the courtyard. Even Stella who was a carpenter who had a house far out of town in the forest. Even she could hear the bell, and she came. She she still had some sawdust on her because she was just finishing up a, a bookshelf project that she was working on. And everybody came. And the king said, Hear ye, hear ye. There's a red dragon that was spotted in the forest, and we need it to go home. And everyone said, Oh, no. Now, settle down. We don't know what it's here for, but we need it to go away and stop scaring everybody. So, whoever can do it, and everybody listened, they listened very closely, whoever can get the dragon to go back to Dragon Mountain will receive 1,000 of my royal lollipops. And everybody said, because everyone knew that the royal lollipops were the best lollipops for miles around. Most of the boats that came to Dragonsport would come just to pick up some of the royal lollipops to go trade and sell at the other places. Because the king had a very secret special family recipe, and he also had some wizards that would help to make some magical flavors. There were no lollipops as good as the lollipops of Dragonsport, and the people were excited. But they were also pretty scared of dragons, and so nobody stepped forward. Anybody? asked the king. Will anybody help us get rid of those dragons? Well, Stella Jean, the carpenter, was not afraid of dragons. She wasn't afraid of very much at all, and she loved lollipops. So she raised her hand. She said, I'll do it. I'll do it, your majesty. Oh, Stella Jean, the carpenter. Great. Okay, well done, everybody. Let's get rid of that dragon and get back to work. And they rang the great big bells at the top of the tower again. Bing, bong, bing, bong. And everybody went back to what they were doing. Stella Jean remembered that the last place the dragon had been was the forest, so she went back to her house, gathered up her tools in her big pack, and headed off into the forest. And she started stomping around down the trails that she knew oh so very well. And she would listen and listen, and she heard some crashing and some crazy bashing and smashing of trees falling down. She said, hmm, I wonder what that could be. And so she followed those sounds. And she followed the sounds, followed the sounds, until she came to a clearing. Stella Jean just joined me here in the room, so we'll keep telling the story with Stella here. Say hi, Stella. Okay, there we go. So we just got to the part where Stella the Carpenter had headed off into the forest, and she was following the sounds of the crashing and the smashing of the trees, and she appeared in a clearing and saw, right there in the middle of the clearing, a huge red dragon. And the red dragon was crying. Big, giant dragon tears. Tears so big that when they fell down, it was like a huge bucket of water was being splashed onto the ground. So Stella had to be kind of careful as she hopped around trying not to get hit with big puddles and she called up to the dragon, Hello, Mr. Dragon! Hello! And the dragon said, Oh, who's there? It's it's me, Stella Jean. Who? And he looked way down and he saw way down there a little girl wearing a big heavy pack. And she said, "Um, My name's Stella Jean. I'm a carpenter. 
And um, I'm here to see what the big fuss is about. Why are you scaring all of the farmers? Why are you scaring all the lumberjacks? And the dragon said, oh, I, I didn't mean to scare anybody. You see, I just, I need a little bit of help. Um, what do you need help with? Said, well, it's my, my little baby dragon girl. Her name is Ruby. And Stella said, oh, Ruby's a nice name. I like that name. Yeah, well, she's a very nice little girl, but she can't sleep. And Stella said, well, why can't she sleep? Well, I don't know. All the dragons sleep on rocks. That's what we sleep on. They're the coziest, nicest, snuggliest things you could ever sleep on. And Stella did not agree with that at all. But she didn't say that to the dragon. She said, oh, well, what's wrong with Ruby? And the dragon said, well, I'll tell you what's wrong. Um, she can't sleep on the rocks. She says they're too hard. She says they're too pokey. But they're not very comfortable. Stella Jean said, I understand. She says, do you know that um, we don't sleep on rocks at all? And the dragon said, yeah, I know. Because uh, I was looking um, and I saw that you guys don't sleep on any rocks at all. You sleep in those little houses and you have, um, what are those things you guys sleep on? And so I said, oh, we call those beds. Yeah, beds. So I came down here to try and ask for some help to build a bed for Ruby and everybody ran away all the time. So then I started knocking down trees to get some wood to make a bed, but it just made a big mess, and I don't know how to put the wood together, and it's a big... <laughs> and he started crying giant dragon tears again. And so I said, oh, there, 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 dragon. I can help you, because do you know what I do for a living? He said, uh, no. He said, I build things out of wood. He said, oh, you do? He said, yep. I build a lot of beds for people, and I'd be happy to build you a bed for Ruby. He said, oh, that'd be great. Um, how should we do it? And Stella said, well, I'll have to see how big the room is and how big Ruby is, and then I can make her a bed. But we'd have to go back to your house. Is that okay? He said, well, I don't have a house. I have a cave. You want to come back to my dragon cave? And Stella said, yeah, that would be the best idea. I have all my tools. I'm ready to go. Just make sure you gather up some of this wood to bring with us. He said, okay. And so he picked up giant clawfuls of all the trees that he had knocked down. One big clawful in, um, in each claw. And he took off with his giant wings. And he had put Stella Jean right in between his giant wings where there's a nice little soft spot with some, um, some of his scales and his horns and spikes that are on his back. It was just perfect place right to hold on to. Yeah, you sat in between the wings, and it was just the right spot to be able to, like, grab onto the horn to hold onto. And the wings went whoosh, 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 and they took off, and they soared up far, far into the sky. And Stella Jean went, woohoo, because it was amazing, and she had never flown on a dragon before. And they flew up, 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 past the lakes at the bottom of the mountain and past the forest a little bit above that and past the yellow grasslands and past the orange rocks all the way up to the reddish-colored rocks towards the very top of the mountain and into a giant cave. And the dragon said, I'm home. And a mama dragon came out and said, Oh, what, what happened? He said, I brought someone to help. And Silagin slid off his back and said, Hi there. He said, Oh. Who's this? said, my name's Stella Jean, and I'm here to build you a bed. And so that dragon and Stella together measured this and that with all Stella's tools. And the dragon helped with cutting because his claws were so sharp. He could just go 
and cut up just about anything you needed. And they cut up all the wood they needed. And if a piece was too heavy, then the dragons would hold it for Stella while she used all of her nails and screws and glue just like she needed to. And she built a beautiful bed just the size. A beautiful crib. A crib. A beautiful crib just the right size for little Ruby, the little baby dragon. And oh, Ruby... Ruby couldn't talk yet because she was still a little baby, but she went, oh, you touched me, baby. You could tell she was very, very happy. But it was a little bit bigger than her so that she could grow into it. That was really good thinking. Good thing you made it a little bit big. And then the bed frame was all done out of beautiful wood. And then they said, okay, it's done. And so I said, well, no, we need to put some cushions in it because that's the soft part. And they said, where are we going to get cushions? And Stella, who had very sharp eyes, had seen some very peculiar trees up here towards the top of Dragon Mountain where no humans ever went. And she said, what about those trees down there? And the dragon said, oh, those trees? Oh, yeah, uh, the, the fluffy puff trees. Yeah, those are very tasty fruits. In the summertime, very tasty fruits. That's what we make most of our pies out of. And Stella Jean said, well, the flowers look just like giant cushions like we use back home. And the dragon said, Oh, well, it is springtime, just the right time for uh, the blossoms. Should I go get some? And Sel said, Yes, bring up like five or six. And so the dragon flew down to some of the fluffy puff trees and picked five giant, soft, fluffy, beautiful cushions and brought them back. And the nice thing was that they even smelled good because they were like little flower blossoms. And they tucked two of them down in the, the bottom of the bed for the mattress, and then they had three left to be like nice cozy pillows. And Ruby climbed right up there and went, <laughs> She was very happy. She didn't really know how to say it in words yet, but you could tell she was very happy. And the mama and papa and dragon were... Even, and she even jumped on it a little bit. She jumped on it a little bit and still said, Ooh, don't jump on it too much or you might break the cushions. And you could also break the bed frame that I made. So be careful. And the papa dragon said, Yeah, don't jump on the bed too much. And Ruby looked at him and said, but you could tell from her eyes that there was some mischief in there and she was probably going to jump on the bed as much as she could because jumping on the bed was so fun. And they were all so happy that they had a giant feast for dinner and they made all of their favorite dragon food. A lot of it was like pretty burned because the way they cooked everything was with their dragon fire and it's pretty hot. So everything kind of tasted a little bit like charcoal, but it was still pretty tasty. Yeah, they had some in their freezer, and they used some of the uh, fluffy puff fruit, and it tasted amazing. Maybe the tastiest fruit that Stella had ever tasted. And then it was late, so for that first night ever in her bed, Ruby and Stella snuggled down right together, and the mama and papa dragon went back to their big sleeping rocks to lie down. And they had a great night. They woke up the next day and had some really kind of burned up pancakes, but they were still pretty good. Dragon pancakes are pretty good. And then they flew down. The Papa Dragon flew Stella back down to the kingdom because Stella explained that she still had to finish that bookshelf project for her friend. And there were still other things she had to do. And really, she wanted to collect that reward. So she ran as soon as she got off the dragon's back and they said bye. And they would probably meet up again later on that month to have dinner or something just to hang out. And then Stella ran to the castle. And she banged on that door and they let her in all the way to the throne. And she said, your majesty, the dragon is back home. I saved the day. And the king said, oh, 
thank you. Um, uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. She said, nope, it just needed a bed. I built the bed. They're best friends now, so don't even worry about it. The king said, oh, thank you, Stella. You're very brave. Now, what was that reward? Oh, yes, 1,000 lollipops. And he sent his royal lollipop gatherer, who had the biggest wagon in all the land, to the royal lollipop warehouse, where they kept all their lollipops. It was very, very closely guarded because everybody was always trying to sneak and snatch them. And they loaded up 1,000 lollipops and they brought them all the way out to Stella's little house in the forest where she lived and did all of her carpentry stuff. And they loaded them in there and Stella spent the rest of that day and most of all the days after that licking the greatest lollipops in all the land and thinking about her new friends, the Red Dragons. The end. Alright folks, that's another Benedettiville podcast all wrapped up. We would like to thank our sponsors, Coffee and Coffee and Coffee. And I'd like to thank Jenny for taking the kids on a walk so that I could be in the studio a little bit to play around with the microphones and put this together. And thanks you all for listening. We hope you like it. And we'll come out with another one in two weeks' time. So, enjoy, tell some good stories, and have lots of fun. Have a good couple weeks. So long. So long.